Well, hello, this is your host, Ron King, and you're listening to The Ron King Show on RKP Radio. On our shows, you'll get to hear gospel and contemporary Christian music and some interviews of Christian singers and bands from the local tri-state area of western Pennsylvania, northern West Virginia, and eastern Ohio. So keep listening for all of that and more. We'll return right after this message. Here is a seed of hope, encouragement, and inspiration from the sower, Michael Guido. But for a button, the world would never have thrilled to the music of the Messiah. Oh, it was just an ornament, but it saved the life of George Handel when he was struck by a sword. Luck, you say? Oh no, the Lord. Nothing comes to a Christian by chance, only by Christ. There are no accidents in our lives. Everything comes by appointment, by God's appointment. We know, says the Bible, that all things work together for good to them that love God. Not all things are good in themselves, but God makes all things work together for your good and my good. Sign up to get our free daily devotional, Seeds of Hope, on our website at guidoministries.org or write us at P.O. Box 508, Metter, Georgia, 30439. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Ron King Show. I'm your host, Ron King from rkpradio.com, and today we are going to be doing things a little bit differently. Instead of presenting a Christian singer or Christian musical group as we usually do, today we have in our studio a great Christian comedian, Randy Riggle. Randy, thanks for being on this show, buddy. How you doing, Ron? We've known each other for many, many moon, that's for sure. Okay. Uh, Randy, I've always wondered, just what is a Christian comedian anyway? Is that just a person who does stand-up and happens to be a Christian person? In my case, it is. I, I, I do churches, but I do major clubs. I do Vegas. I'm, I'm everywhere across the country. Um, I just do a good clean show. A lot of people say, what's your gimmick? Well, I don't really have a gimmick. Uh, you know, I don't do this or do that. I'm not... Um, you know, I, I'm, I don't have a particular gimmick, but I am very, very clean, and uh, that served me well for over 40 years in the business. Okay. Uh, Randy, in what town did you grow up in, and uh, what high school did you attend? Uh, I grew up in the big city of Lone Pine, not too far from downtown <laughs> Washington. <laughs> Just the sound of it sounds like Booneyville. Yeah, part of the Twin Cities of Lone Pine and Amity, of course. And um, <laughs> I uh, went to Trinity High School. Oh, okay. high school right here in town. Uh huh. While you were uh, growing up in high school, or even before, uh, were you interested in being a c- comedian? It hadn't come across as doing it for a living. I enjoyed having laughs, and, and I was I was pretty shy in high school. Actually, we had a group of three or four people, and we would sit around and we would do uh, things on the bus. We would joke around each other, and actually, at one point, it got to the point where the bus enjoyed us doing just cutting on each other and everything. Um, I, but I wasn't a class clown or anything. I really didn't become the extrovert that sometimes it takes for this business until after high school. Um, mm-hmm. I had some inspirations, and I had some people that I would have loved to have been like, but I never thought I would do it as a career until I was uh, pretty much like 20, 21 years old. Oh, okay. Who were a couple of uh, comedians you liked when uh, you were gr- growing up? Uh, my absolute favorite is Red Skelton. I actually had a chance the last four years of his life. I met Red at the Benham Center over in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I had a chance to go backstage, and 
we talked and actually for the last four years of his life became decent friends. We communicated a couple times on mm-hmm. with letters and uh, we co- talked on the phone. Um, Red told me that uh, I thanked him for being an inspiration and he said, well, if you've got talent, you can stand behind a brick wall and make someone laugh. And <laughs> I like it. Yeah, he, ne- he never wanted to take the credit for anything, but he was a dear, dear man. And um, uh-huh. uh, I was uh, actually in a in Las Vegas at the Riviera Hotel at the Adai Galleries, which was a paint gallery. He's an excellent painter, too. And we <laughs> had the opportunity to uh, be in there when we got the call that he had passed away. Oh. And uh, uh, it was a kind of a kind of a little bit of comedy with it, too. We were crying. The, uh, the, uh, the main person at the gallery, we were crying. Went out into the casino, and I still had tears coming down. A guy walked up to me and said, don't worry, you'll win next time, buddy. that's a hoot man uh just comedy all around you unintended uh, comedy sometimes huh exactly uh randy of course uh, you're a christian so were you involved in the church at uh, an early age yeah i've always been involved with church one of those stories where grandma took you to church and i sat in the back pew and in order to keep quiet, she had these little butter mints, so if I got fidgety or anything, she'd have open at that magical Kleenex where there were six or seven mints in it, and oh, yes. uh, the mint would come out, and that's how she kept me quiet. But uh, I've been involved with church. I've been involved with a, a church camp. It's down in Fayette County for over 40 years, so I've always been actively really? involved, yeah. That, that is so amazing. You look so uh, young to have been uh, worked in this business all this time. And uh, and you're still alive and paying the rent. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 My, my bank loves it when I come to them. So uh, yeah. I get to pay the rent and I get a chance to see the country. It's nice. Yeah. Well, that, that's cool. But uh, but you've been doing it all by yourself the, this whole time, right, Judd? Do you, do you mind traveling uh, that lonely path? No, I love traveling. It's it's really strange. This month, I'm not on the road, and this is the time you sit down, you make the calls to the agents and to the venues and try to get work for down the road. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get so involved on the road, you don't have that time, so then you get lulls, which we're in right now. Since the pandemic, I've been working nonstop from October to October. I'm off for a couple of weeks, and I take off for a trip that takes me to California, to Texas, to a couple of dates in Florida, all within like nine days. So that's a lot of traveling, a lot, well, of, a lot of flights. I would imagine the whole time you're out... You're probably uh, uh, booking gigs in your off time. Is that the way it is? Yeah, with email and everything now, it's it, it becomes a little bit easier. So you know, if I know something's going to uh, crack open pretty soon, I usually give my uh, my email and we're able to, to book that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're always you're always doing something. It's the booking in, the traveling in. It's uh, it's kind of like I'm a minister. People think you only do the one the one hour in the pulpit <laughs> right. week. And it's the same to the comedian. They see you on stage. Boy, that's an easy thing. Well, you don't see the airports. You don't see the lines to rental car agencies. You don't see all that behind the scenes. Plus the fact that I have to make the calls, which I've chosen to do and I like to do because I can plan where I want to be across the country. And if I don't want to be somewhere at a certain time, I can lead them to another time. So it's worked mm-hmm. out really good for me. Has uh, the airlines have been difficult for you, you know, being stranded or uh, your flight uh, being canceled or delayed for six hours? Is that That's part of the job, isn't it? It is part of the job, but I haven't had too much problem with the airlines. It's been the car rental places that have been really bad. First off, the, the prices have just went insane since the pandemic. And I find myself, um, yeah, it, the rental car agent has been really bad, trying to find a decent car at a decent price. Um, you know, it's, it's like been $100 a day in some places just to get a rental car with the last uh, year or so since the pandemic. So. Oh, I know. I had a family member re- recently. She was coming into Washington for a uh, 
family funeral. And uh, the rent car rental companies did a job on her. She ma- uh, made sure uh, before she left L.A. that she had the car that she wanted. And she gets into uh, Pittsburgh International, and they tell her, we just gave your car to someone else, and uh, we have no car for you. So mm-hmm. that kind of thing really puts you in a, a lurch, doesn't it? Yeah, it's been really nice uh, hotel-wise for me. It's nice across the country. I have five keys to five different homes across the country. I have some friends that anytime I'm in town, I have a friend in Florida. I have a friend in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I have a friend in Chicago, down in Texas, out in Vegas. So it's nice when you can go in and save those costs and take your friend out for a nice meal and just enjoy time, you know. So uh-huh. it's been very nice. I have a little keychain that I keep in my suitcase with five <laughs> different keys. Well, if you were... Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, well, a single guy, which you are, you, you know, you if you want it, and I'm sure you don't have a lady in every port out there. Not every port. There's a couple of people I take out <laughs> on the road. Um, <laughs> I have a female friend down in uh, Florida who's originally from this area and then out in Las Vegas. We just went to a Beach Boys concert, which was fantastic, at the Hollywood Bowl out in L.A. So, yeah, I've, yeah. I, I've been there a couple of uh, uh, times. Uh, it's very old, but uh, it still holds up. Oh, yeah, it's very, very nice. I, there's nothing better than sitting at the top of the bowl on a nice sunny evening and looking across at the Hollywood sign and seeing the beautiful sky is just yeah, Beautiful. I was with a handicapped family member, and because of that, we got into one of those nice uh, handicapped boxes, and boy, they were bringing our food to Oh, yeah, us. very, very nice. <laughs> and then I was walking two miles to the car. We all got on the poop-out wagon, man, and uh, mm-hmm. got driven to our, you know, it was great. Always take a, take a handicapped person with you. Yeah. <laughs> It's nice when you go sometimes by yourself. People say, aren't you going to No, I said, I get a ticket way in the back for cheaper, and then I go down little by little through the concert. I work my way down to the crowd to the single seats that are open, and sometimes I end up down at the bottom. I had a chance to, sh- to shake uh, Mel Brooks' hand one time. Oh, really? The producers we were at the Hollywood Bowl, and I had a seat up in the nosebleed section, but I ended up down in the front, uh-huh. and he was introduced by surprise at the end of the show, and I was just right there to shake his hand as he came on stage, and I had a chance to talk yeah. to him afterwards. If any uh, younger folks out there are thinking, boy, a Christian comedian, I'd like to, d- to give that a shot. Would, would you have any, any advice for them at all, Randy? Uh, the thing I'm finding today is the younger guys just don't want to pay the dues. Um, you know, I was accepting birthday parties and bar mitzvahs and <laughs> anything I could do to have the opportunity to work work the craft, as they say. Uh-huh. So, and a lot of people don't want to do that. They think if they have 10 minutes material, they should be making top bucks, and it just doesn't work that way. Um, but, to, you know, I, I worked six years before I actually went full-time. I've been doing this since 1982. 1988, I went full-time. I'd worked at uh, Bob Evans. I'd worked at uh, Mutual of Omaha. I uh, worked right here in town at a at an exclusive restaurant uh, called Club International. For, oh, I remember yeah. that. Uh, 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 Millcraft the... Center. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that led to going full-time in 88. Had a couple tough years, but eventually started going. And then mm-hmm. uh, had the opportunity to write for some other people. That helped a little bit. And eventually, uh, uh-huh. I'm here. So... <laughs> Would you tell a a young person, student, uh, who's trying to get going, well, just get whatever gig you can and do your best at it? Yeah, you have to. I mean, you can tell a joke five different ways, and maybe one or two ways are funny. And you can't tell that unless you have that audience in in front of you. I've had some jokes in my act that I thought was so, so good, and they got crickets whenever I told them. And I've had jokes that I thought, well, we'll just fill in with this one. They got hilarious laughs. But mm-hmm. you don't know that unless you can do it in front of some other friend, you know, some other people. And not necessarily friends. Friends are going to be, oh, that's great, you know. But in a crowd, they're not worried about if you're great or not. It's just like, show me the funny. 
Only a couple of times have I done a stand-up. I did really well at it, but it was just, uh, you know, luck. But one of the things I blundered into, because I know nothing about comedy, is telling a joke and then getting another laugh and just letting the thing, uh, two or three jokes right after the the main one. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Right, right. Uh, I'm sure that is an ac- actual technique in, in uh, your job, isn't it? Yeah, you have to put it all together. It doesn't make Sometimes things don't make sense if you go from one subject to another. There's people that have made a living off of doing that. We just go from one subject to another with no comedy mm-hmm. sense, and it's worked for them. Stephen yeah. Wright is very dry. On oh, stage. I love Stephen. Yeah. You know. someone like that, and you know, everybody's the, the gimmick guys. You know, Larry the Cable Guy and people like that. They're all yeah. um, they all have uh, a, a gimmick. And like I said, we go back to the point where I've never had really a gimmick. I do impersonations, but yeah. uh, we never really had a gimmick other than just presenting a clean act. So I can do a church and I can do Vegas with the same act. Stephen Ray, I remember one of the jokes he had. He says, my next door neighbor came over. His house was on fire. He asked me to call 911, but I couldn't remember the number. <laughs> <laughs> That's just one after another after another. Have you seen his act? Lance? Yeah, I've seen his act. I actually worked worked with him. I didn't open for him, but I worked with him out in Los Angeles before. Uh, back in the day, with these before these guys got their shows in the eighties, I opened for so many people, Seinfeld and and people like that. We're out Yankovic. I worked with him down to Cal. You got to work Hall. with Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Jerry Seinfeld in Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, we're Al Yankovic down in uh, Wheeling. Uh-huh. Um, that, right. that dude is weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's made a lot of money being weird now. Oh, I know. And all those parody songs that he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What would you say, Randy, is uh, one of the most important jobs that you've had in uh, comedy up to now? As far as places I performed? Uh, or people you've written for or anything. Sure. Yeah. I had a chance to be a contributing writer for Jay Leno. Um, I just contributed jokes from On the Road. Uh, the, the nice part about that, the side benefit, is anytime I was in L.A., I was usually able to get backstage and be able to meet a lot of the stars around the show. I met Bob Hope that way, Mel mm-hmm. Burrow, uh, so many people back you, then. You've never done the comedy store out there in L.A.? Yeah, I've you? done the comedy store way back. Oh, have you? Yeah, just as a, a on their open mic nights, basically. Oh, okay, boy. Comedy store and the improv. and uh, Places like that can eat you alive, right. man. They will right. chew you up and spit you out. Right. You come off stage and <laughs> you just thought you'd been burned. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, and I've seen that happen. I've, I've always had good luck out there, but like I said, the guys out there are usually pretty eccentric. You get your Jim Carries and you get your Richard Pryors back back in the day when I first started. So I, I'm uh, kind of laid back as far as a comedian is concerned. I don't have that uh, get-in-your-face type of comedy, but uh-huh. yeah, I know I know my audience, and that's the reason I've been doing these three shows that I do nationally because I go into uh, places that are expecting a good, clean a good clean show. Yeah, Randy, do you write all, all your jokes? You don't lift uh, many jokes from uh, other now, artists. And do you? you can't do that unless you're doing impersonation of somebody. Like we do a danger field that is uh, you use one of his jokes. That might be the only case I do that. But you write your own material. That's the way you get to the next stage. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where, um, where do you, where do you get your material from? Uh, just from everyday life, just like everybody else. Uh, I see something, I say, it's kind of funny. I have a drawer full of napkins and pieces of paper. You're along the road, and i got to write that down or I'm going to forget it. So uh-huh. at a certain point, whenever you feel like writing, you sit down, you grab that drawer of all these uh, napkins and, and crunched up papers, and you try to make sense of it, put it on the computer, and then you mm-hmm. start from there. Got it. Uh, 
myself, just those little sentences you hear in life or someone. Uh, my grandson a few years ago told my wife when she found a toy he couldn't find. Uh, she says, well, Grandma's smart now, isn't it? And, she, and the son, uh, grandson said, well, you're a little bit smart. And 10 years later, I wrote that on a, a napkin, and I'm mm-hmm. at home. <laughs> I'm at home <laughs> writing the song. So something that was just as, you know, said yeah. right off the cuff. Disney's my next subject coming up. I've got uh, some stuff written down about Disney just from being at the park and being at Disney Springs, and now I want to write oh, some yeah. material on that. Cause, you know, oh, the, the, you know, all the stuff that happens to you at Disney, being in that forever queue line, or, you know, you start up the Magic Mountain, little do you know that there's 16 plateaus. Exactly. <laughs> Each time you get to a level, I'm, I'm here. But, Mom, it's right there. I know, but you don't know what, what the trail is to get to that point. <laughs> Randy, is it possible to copyright jokes? What I do is I register uh, with Writers Guild, Writers Guild of America out in Los Angeles. When I get a show together, I've got three national touring shows right now, or if I have a song that I parody or something like that, mm-hmm. I will register it with Writers Guild uh-huh. out in L.A. So so what does that do for protection? It protects you. So uh, if, any, if there are any questions, you can go back. Basically, it registers the date that you put in. Like if I put something to, on today's date, it'll be registered. Mm-hmm. So any point after that, it can't be used by anybody without my permission. Well, sometimes, though, like uh, titles of songs, there are many, many same titles of songs, right. and, and you're, you're allowed to do that. Right, but it's the content of the song. It can't be the same, or the lyrics, exactly. whatever it happens to be. Yeah, the lyrics are the song. Uh-huh. Uh, Randy, I uh, understand you do uh, a lot of nostalgia material also. Yeah, I've kind of, I guess we were talking about gimmicks earlier. I guess I've, I've kind of, it wasn't on purpose, but it's kind of been that I do walk down memory lane type of shows. I don't mm-hmm. particularly like that phrase, but it's what it is. The nostalgia show is about the 50s and 60s, and I talk about everything comedically from the invention to the Frisbee to the Ed Sullivan show to um, uh, doing impersonations of people from back then, like Willie Nelson, when Willie Nelson mm-hmm. first started, and uh, Kermit the Frog, all the great singers. You know? <laughs> but people like that, you know, the Muppets started in 68, so I mentioned that in the show, and I go from 1950 to 1969 in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the other show I have is uh, A Nostalgic Christmas, and that is a show that is basically nostalgia, but it's all Christmas. All the impersonations to Christmas songs, mm-hmm. uh, all the materials based around Christmas, uh, things from putting up the Christmas tree to whatever it might be. That's Cool. Do you work uh, locally much, Randy? Uh, not a whole lot. I do a lot of corporate stuff, and I do like I still do churches, and I do um, uh, retirement centers and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I have one next week over in Pittsburgh, as a matter of fact. Um, mm-hmm. But I do uh, I end up traveling more than I do work locally. Okay. Let me just uh, hit you with something off the sure. cuff. Do me a Johnny Mathis impression. <laughs> Johnny Mathis is the one that everybody comes up to me afterwards and said, oh, that was cool. Mm-hmm. It's not for me to say, you, love her. It's not for me to say, you, love <laughs> That is a great parody. <laughs> I have seen Johnny Mathis so many times. Uh, he was my favorite until this Johnny Mathis incident. Uh, I'm out of the uh, Twin Coaches, and uh, I'm washing my hands and getting myself ready to watch the show. And Johnny had always been a, a favorite of mine. Never met him. And don't you know he comes in the general population uh, restroom there, and I'm slicking my hair back when I was a kid. And he says, hey, 
My man, could I use that comb? And I thought, gosh, Johnny Mathis is going to use my comb. I'm going to take it home and <laughs> frame that thing. <laughs> what he did was he took my long black comb and he stuck it down into his socks because they had gotten down too low into his shoe and he couldn't get yeah. it out with his fingers. So he pulled my his sock out with my comb and handed it back to me. And he just went, <laughs> and I took that uh, comb and I just bent it backwards and I flipped it right into his face. <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful wood of showbiz, the showbiz <laughs> secrets, yes. <laughs> that, is, that is tremendous. Uh, uh, have you ever tried to find jobs, uh, Randy, for any of your like comedian friends? I used to um, uh, work with another comedian friend of mine. We had a company called The Comedy Company. For a couple of years, we did some of the, um, you mentioned Twin Coaches that you've been at before. There's some uh, different restaurants and things in the area we booked some comedy for. But it was just a tough, uh, it, it takes away from the concentration. That was early in my career. It was taken away from my writing time and, and everything else. Now, I also recommend people, somebody comes to me, we loved your act, we want you back, but can, do you have anybody else that can do the same type of show? And then I'll recommend a couple people. Yeah, yeah. Many years ago, right out of this uh, studio, I was booking Christian musicians. I think I might have even gotten you a couple mm -hmm. of gigs because uh, we go way, way back. Yeah. I, I'm not even sure how far, how long have we known each other? Well, I started doing this in 82, and I think towards the end of the 80s we started getting together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the holidays are coming uh, soon, Randy. Is that a good time for uh, booking gigs? Everything seems to really, like, speed up. Yeah, and I, what I did um, a few years ago, actually about 10, 12 years ago, uh, the nostalgia show was going over so well, they wanted to know if I had anything else. And mm -hmm. there was no a comedy show out there that was good and clean uh -huh. other than Lawrence Welk people coming around or an individual singer doing a Christmas show that was just full of songs. Nobody did a comedy Christmas show. Oh, okay. So I put together a 90-minute show based on the original show. Um, it's worked out great. It's worked out great. And I get real busy coming up. Like I said, I'm off now, but that's kind of the precursor to just being nonstop through Christmas mm -hmm. starting in November. And I'll be doing that nostalgia show across the nostalgic Christmas show across the country. Okay, do you do a lot of the retirement uh, home uh, uh, gigs down in Florida? The, the yeah. What are the names of some of those places? Yeah, the Dell Webbs, Sun Cities, um, all over the United States. It seems like everywhere there's like a, a coast and there's water. There's there's places Hilton Head and uh -huh. and Myrtle Beach and down there a lot uh, through Florida. I do a lot in Arizona, retirement places and hot places like that. Um, so you probably uh, entertain senior citizens a lot then don't you yeah yeah they're at, most of them are called active 55 plus in order to live in that community you have to be 55 plus uh -huh. and uh, most of them buy at least three or four hundred thousand dollar houses and each one of the communities has an activities director and they have a community center or a clubhouse and they hire people like me to come in so you you, you have to get to the community director to get a gig down there right then. Uh -huh. And particularly like the act because it is there's not too many acts out there that are aimed at that age group and it works yeah. out really well. Particularly comedians. Uh, how many months of lead time does it usually take you to get a gig? Are you planning any work at all for uh, 23 yet? 
Yeah, just started doing 23 with this month being off. I'm getting a lot of work in California, which I don't mind leaving the Pittsburgh area in the middle of winter. But I'll be out in California (laughs) in January for two weeks between California, Arizona, and Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I do that again at the end of March. And then Florida's going to be in February this year. Usually it was in March, but I'm doing a couple weeks in Florida as well. Okay. Uh, Randy, do you work primarily in the south in the colder months? Yeah, between the South and California, I try to try to uh, to play those gigs, but I, I do everywhere. I've got Illinois and Indiana in January. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing you have to worry about, you have to have lead time going into those towns in case you do have weather if you're using a plane or if you're driving. You just got to make sure you can get there. Uh, you don't want them, you know, they advertise for a long time. You don't want to not be there because of the fact you were having trouble. I suppose there. invariably uh, things happen. Uh, have you ever missed one or two uh, gigs uh, because of the uh, circumstances? Uh, I've never missed anything once I had a gig uh, that I actually canceled that was uh, right after my my dad passed away. Oh. But recently I've had uh, I've been canceled because of a flood in California of all places in August. And then I was just the hurricane that was just down, Hurricane Ian that was down in Florida. Uh-huh. I just uh, had three performances that had to cancel there. Well, well. Yeah. did COVID just slow you down a little bit, your um, ministry? More than a little bit. Uh, they just, especially with the fact that I, most of my work is in those senior communities. Yeah, uh, they didn't want people coming in, did exactly. they? Exactly. Even more cautious than everybody else. So mm-hmm. for about 19 months, I think it was, I did four shows. Have you ever tried to do uh, a stand-up wearing a mask? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had to do that, and I'd prefer not to, and I didn't know that till I got there. They hadn't said anything. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I was out in the uh, Philadelphia area last year, uh, and things were starting to wind down, well, at least I felt wind down from the pandemic area, and they wanted me to do it. It's really hard to do impersonations when you get a mask because sometimes the facial impression I know. They can't see you. Exactly. Uh-huh. So they were kind enough. They said when I did the impersonation, I could pull it down, but I had to pull it right back up, you know. Yeah. So. I, I went to uh, – a church a while back, and they informed me that I was going to have to uh, follow COVID protocols, mm-hmm. which meant that when I got up to sing my gospel music, I had to have a mask on. I like to pass out from, I mean, you you take in air, as you well know, you let out air. Pretty soon I'm... I'm Hyperventilating <laughs> you on stage. Yeah. <laughs> The carbon dioxide, my own carbon dioxide is taking me over, man. It's a, woo! Thing. People are starting to change color here. I, I better, That's a whole new act. Yeah, I, yeah, I, extra for that. I, I better get off. <laughs> I had to. I actually turned down a couple gigs because they wanted me to wear the mask, and I said, "Well, I appreciate it, but let's do this sometime down the road when things are uh, you're not necessarily in COVID protocol because it just." It's hard for a comedian to do that. I mean, you just make so many jokes about it, and then it becomes. And that's another thing. I didn't. I haven't joked at all about the COVID pandemic because it hit everybody so hard. People lost people, and oh, they just yeah. chosen not to do any type of joke about it. No, no. If a, a grandma died in the hospital and you couldn't even be with her at the time, some you saw mm-hmm. those things on TV. If right. a grandma was. Uh, a nurse was holding her hand, and you were you were doing FaceTime with her. And, exactly. And what a what a weird, strange way to d- depart. And it was just so real, and so it, it just nobody could believe what was going on when those situations happened. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, um, uh, like I said, I, I just I have not mentioned it in my act. I just won't refer to it. Randy, I'm sure that being a comedian from small town. And booking uh, m- most of your gigs, uh, it's it's not an easy thing to do. 
No, that's the hardest part. This month is one of the hardest parts to do because I don't like spending all that time on the phone. But I've been on the phone six hours a day uh, this week. I'll actually go home this afternoon and do a couple more hours on a Friday afternoon call on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to put it into work when you, you know, the, the nice thing is I'm able to put myself where I want to usually and get it, get the type of gigs that I want. The bad thing is I'm the one that has to do it. So if I don't do it, there's no gig to go to in February and March if I'm not yeah. doing this work now. And the, uh, the the venue going from one place to another that isn't too far away. Exactly, routing it all out. Exactly. Oh my gosh! When I had a band, um, the Caesar Engler would give me a, you know some place down in a fraternity house in Mississippi, mm-hmm. and uh, Penn State, uh, you know, next mm-hmm. day. Yeah, this is, this will kill you. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when you have equipment and things like that to worry about. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard when you're on the West Coast and you get a gig on the East Coast. I actually had to turn something down yesterday, and I led them to another date. But to, come, to perform in California one night and try to be somewhere the next night in Pennsylvania with the three-hour time change not in our favor coming back makes it tough. But I still do some things like that. I, uh, in December, I have uh, three straight days. I'm in Florida one night, mm-hmm. South Carolina the next, and I'm in Colorado the next. So... Randy, how long do you feel you'll keep uh, working as a comedian? You've been at it many years now. How long are you going to keep being a, a warrior out there? Well, the warrior plans on going to the warrior can't go anymore, basically. I enjoy yeah. it. I enjoyed the travel. I'm single. Um, it, it's just, it, I enjoy it. I mean, what else am I going to do? I mean, like, retired to, to what? I mean, I just <laughs> go on vacation while well, I'm already on vacation. Hey, you well, you can stay in your bedroom and tell jokes to the mirror. Exactly. Probably you practice that way sometimes anyway, don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. But I, I go out to uh, California and Florida, some places that people don't get to go on vacation, and it's, I don't really go on vacation. I mean, I go to these places and I want to spend some time. I plan there three or four days. and all. Uh-huh. Yeah, all. your uh, vacation time is uh, uh, integral to your uh Work time. Exactly. <laughs> and I get to see places I haven't seen before. I've done 48 states. I still have, of all places, Rhode Island. I think I haven't I haven't done that because it's so small. Uh-huh. And North Dakota just doesn't have, there's nothing in, you know, Fargo is <laughs> about the only thing in North Dakota. So have you ever done Montana I yet? have done Montana. <laughs> I have where, done. Where were you? At the um, mo- it was, Moose Lodge? Or no, I th- actually, I think it was a Masonic. I think it was a Masonic <laughs> Lodge. As a matter of fact, I, I did them. I actually have uh, the second time going to Idaho coming up. I just got booked in uh, in a theater in Idaho, which was a great theater. There was 300-seat theater. It was completely full, a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't bring people back too often. She said, well, we don't usually do this, but you were here three or four years ago. She won't, okay. We want you back. So mm-hmm. I'm just doing a different show this time. Doing one do you ever show. do like geographical uh, humor, try to get the local, uh, you know, the people, the underpinnings there, the yeah, uh, the way it is, you know, you talking to people in Montana ease. Yeah, like when I go to these Del Webb and Sun City communities, I always try to pick up a, uh, a newsletter for the community or a newspaper in yeah, some cases. That's, and that's it. See, there's a couple things I can joke about in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Randy, before we depart here, uh, how about some contact information for yourself in case uh, any of our listeners would like to you know call you up and uh, hire you man uh, so what about a website sure i'll use my columbia school broadcast okay do it, do it do it i love it i love it to reach randy regal contact www.standupcomedian.com or www.nostalgiashow.com 
Also, Randy at StandUpComedian.com is a great way to check me out. And uh, <laughs> there's videos on there. There's references, all the stuff you need to convince others, hey, hey, I'm funny. So, You know what, Randy? This would be good advice for you if you had the time. Do your own comp, uh, you know, your own podcast. That that would help get you out there a little bit, man. Yeah, I thought about that during the pandemic, but it seemed like everybody was doing their own podcast during the pandemic. They needed something to do. While yeah, right. Working, uh-huh. you know? It's a, uh, doing concerts in your bedroom and exactly. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was a couple that I really liked, an Italian couple out in, in New Jersey. They were doing concerts for their kitchen, and, and they were doing one every week and pretty soon uh, the male lead there he, he asked his wife what are you doing and she she was making rigatonis while they were doing the show <laughs> <laughs> that's now, a very unique act right there <laughs> it is how many how many rigatoni makers are you gonna <laughs> catch out there Okay, well, Randy, I've enjoyed this a whole lot. I see your time is just about up for this edition of the Ron King Show. Thanks so much for stopping by our studio and uh, being our guest today. And so on behalf of Christian comedian Randy Riggle, Washington County, PA, this is Ron King of RKPRadio.com saying so long till we catch you again on the Ron King Show. Thanks, Randy. Thank you. You've been listening to The Ron King Show on RKP Radio. If you'd like to contact us for any reason, you may do so by calling 724-225-2030. That's 724-225-2030. Or by emailing us at ronking3 at verizon.net. That's Ron King, then the number 3, at verizon.net. Until next time, then, this is your host, Ron King, saying keep a song and Jesus in your heart. So long.